0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Mirsham. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them.
1: You are listening to Country Squire
2: Radio.
0: Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo, and I'm John Davis.
3: Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a Tuesday, and it's, uh, it's game time.
0: Oh, yes.
3: <laughs> yes it is.
0: It is it is the gamiest of game time because of course after weeks of Shire Select, we finally get to the Squire Select! <laughs> 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 man, we've got a fun episode planned for today, but there's a couple things we got to do beforehand. A little bit of housekeeping, if you will. Yeah. uh First of all, you know, I have to acknowledge we, we've we've done a, a suite of episodes with you and me in the, the same town, the same city. The this yeah, which has been really nice. Yeah, it's been awesome, man. Being being back together again and uh, and, and podcasting together again, and and this is kind of the last one. This is the
3: big send off. I know, right? Yeah, it's such a weird feeling because you know. We used to do this all the time and it was uh you know it, it's something to really cherish now that uh, now that it happens rarely
0: I know I know yeah. you you, you, just, you don't get to look at this ugly mug uh, you know, as as frequently as he used to. Beautiful I mean. mug. Well, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, so the point is, though. Speaking this-
3: of mugs, we should come out with
0: mugs. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we got a great episode uh, to to dive into, though, as kind of our our conclusion of our Jackson series. Although it's interesting, we'll we'll internally consider that our Jackson series. We probably won't publish it as such. But I'm mentioning it here on the show. <laughs> so there there you have it. We haven't been dabbling in the whiskey before recording. Not at, all. No, not <laughs> at all. Why would we do that? <laughs> that never happens with the Squire Select. Uh, no, but we do need. Uh, to address a couple of uh, a little housekeeping items. First things first. Yeah. We have got uh, the... Uh, of course, the uh, International Country Squire Radio Pipe Club, which has been keeping us going for years now, and it is something that if you would like to be a part of, head over to patreon.com slash Radio, where you can help support out the show. Uh, not only do you get the benefit of knowing that you're keeping us on the air, you also get access to our first 100 episodes of content. We would uh, love to encourage you to do that, or discourage you from doing that, to be honest. I mean, on the one hand, we do need the help and the support of the show. <laughs> on the other hand, we kind of like to keep those early episodes buried, so
3: you know it, yeah we we feel like we've built up kind of a um i, I don't know a reputation for excellence and quality since then and so we well, certainly built up a reputation it didn't say right <laughs> but you know it it the reputation uh, that that might come from you know more dissemination of those first 100 episodes could be it could be tragic I yeah mean. i mean like it, it's it's awful but,
0: <laughs> but we encourage you anyway to support us despite it and uh and thanks to all that that do uh man we also need to address some controversy okay Look, I, a thing happened, but it didn't happen. But it didn't. See, that's why we have to address it. Right. You know, a lot of times there are there are shows, there are people in media uh that make gaffes. They uh say things that they want you to believe they didn't mean, and then they come in and they and apologize for it, and they have to they have to walk some stuff back. And, you know, there's, there's there is a fear of you know being being canceled being shut down uh being deplatformed and all that's that right. kind of stuff there's, yep. there's there's a fear of that that's out there we here at country squire radio have always stood by our work even when uh the powers that be have called us into question and it has happened before that we've been called out on on things that people think that we've done wrong, and I will say this: on occasion, John David has made <laughs> comments or or questioned uh, things in pop culture, which he has gone on record as saying he knows nothing about, and said what you've already said, which is you know nothing about those. I don't know anything about it exactly. So when we are wrong on something, John David, when John David is wrong on something, <laughs> uh, he he is very good about coming forward and saying. You know what? I was wrong. This is what it was. You know, it was it was factually incorrect. However, there are, there are times when we get called out on things that people say like, hey, you, you did this thing and we simply didn't do that thing and we need to be very clear about that. Of course, I'm talking about <laughs> uh, last week, we put forth, we put out the second in our two-part series of uh, Shire Select. That's right. Where we went through these various Hobbit meals. Now, some folks felt and you know in order i'll just go ahead and say this in order to address the controversy i have to say something that i wasn't going to say and i made a commitment to say but for the purpose of addressing the controversy i'm gonna say it there are people out there that feel as though that was a barbecue and pipe tobacco
3: pairing specifically regarding supper
0: uh, the, well, th- yes the, the the final meal of right. the Hobbit thing. People were were making the claim right. that this was something that that happens that it was the bar- bar- uh, barbecue. Now I have been an advocate. I want to say on record,
3: you've been pro uh, pro barbecue pairing. Yes, uh, from from really day one.
0: Yeah, from day one. Right, and this was this was a a you know something that was discussed, brought up from some t- time right. time. Right, and I think some listeners rightfully felt as though that was a little much. Uh not not just the the concept, but the fact that we referenced the fact that you didn't like the
3: concept that much. That much. Yeah. I, because it, I really don't. Yeah, you and, and you don't. And and, you, and, and, and you I've you shot never, it down multiple times. And you never do that. I, I no. Yeah. And you haven't done that.
0: Ever. Ever. So because last week was not a barbecue we hobbit
3: sauce, people. It it hobbit sauce. Hobbit sauce. We 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 did we did a a supper Pairing, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, where we did a delectable uh, evening hobbit meal with the hobbit's signature tangy sauce, yeah, and and we paired it with you know delicious pipe tobacco, tobacco, yeah, and um, you know, it was it, it was just something <laughs> that it, it's something that you do, right? Of course, and and you know, it, this was um, I, I I don't understand the controversy yeah. at all. Well, me, I mean, I, I, I would not stoop to that kind of level knowingly, well, it you know, wait. <laughs> With, with any of this, I mean, I, you know, I just don't, I, right. I, I think we're above that. Like we don't, um, I, I don't think we are above that, but we certainly haven't done it. That's, that's
0: my, so no. that's our positions on the barbecue pipe tobacco pairing has not changed. I'm very pro John Dave is very against regardless. We, we are, we, and we why, both and go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say we, but we both are very firm on the fact that that has not happened. That is not something we have, have
3: done. And why would you use your position? As kind of the the driver of uh, the the content, as we you know, as we as, as we're controlling the or not controlling as we're uh, going through the dialogue of the the show, and and yeah. Bo kind of drives the rhythms. Why why would you use your position as the kind of the driver of the content, the narrative of each episode? Why would you y- y- use that in some clandestine way to to you know try to work in? Uh, something so controversial that obviously has uh, you know driven our uh, our you know our, our listeners mad over time that you know and, and and for for you to do something as despicable as, as that really like put, to you know to to weave into this in, in a in a underhanded way uh, you know so I, I obviously that didn't happen you know I, I obviously this is not the this this is not what happened uh, last episode um, and, and and so you know I I just I I, I don't. Don't know why we are going down this lane the
0: accusation is so preposterous i will not even dignify it with a response that's all i'll say about that wow yeah yeah uh but suffice to say the, the barbecue <laughs> pipe tobacco episode pairing uh has not happened that is not what last week was no and uh, you know like and I've, I've said this before i think i think that it will happen but it may be literally the last ever episode of country square radio or start off a brand new series and usher in a new age of country squirreling. <laughs> but you know what? That's the last we're gonna talk about it. It's the last we're gonna talk about this it. This
3: is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but we did want to uh, just 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 point out that. You uh, would never you would never in any underhanded, unprovoked uh, I'm, way. I'm not gonna dignify this. this but is- you, you would you would never Bring it up like that and surprise me on air. I, I'm not going to dignify the with, with the recording. You know, in, in 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 any kind of way to to anywhere go go near that right. type of type of event. So I, I you know, th- I, I I just
0: I just you know, it's uh, what what is it? What is it? That the 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 kids say I can't even. Yes, I, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll that's what I'll say to that. The and the kids uh, say
3: I, I I can't even. I, I think so. Don't
0: the kids say that? I don't
3: know. Look, them and their skateboards.
0: <laughs> We've got an awesome show for y'all today. We are uh, we're kicking it back to not Middle Earth, but the planet Earth. For some Squire Select. Of course, this is a uh, favorite longtime series that we've done here on Country Squire Radio where we pair some delectable, delicious pipe tobacco with some sometimes really quality whiskey and sometimes mediocre whiskey, to be quite frank. But the p- pipe tobacco is <laughs> We've done old, old Charter twice. We've done that twice. <laughs> uh, but today we've got some, uh, some whiskeys that we have never done on the show before. At least I don't think we have. Uh, I'm pretty sure we haven't, actually. And, uh, and that
3: is, uh, yeah, that, and, and we got some good ones. We got some good. Stuff. We did, yes. man. We went to the went to the top shelf today, and uh, really excited about this. So you know, as you know, we uh, regularly when we uh, do this, we'll kind of take a take it as an opportunity just to um, fellowship, break bread, enjoy strong drink together, and um, you know, generally that comes in the form of brown water. Sometimes we do uh, wine. We've done tea. We've done uh, gin, and and um, you know, different types of um, you know, liqueur, uh, products, but, uh, you know, generally we, we stick to either scotch or, um, you know, some variety of whiskey, whether it be bourbon or rye. And, um, and so, yeah, today we, uh, have, um, are going back to, uh, that stable of, uh you know the uh the the richer bolder uh flavors that we know and love and and we're going to start out today with something delicious yes that my friend bo spent a little coin on
0: I, 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 you know i'm in town i spend some money and when i come to mississippi man i like to spend my money yeah, you know what well, i mean you know get, your dollar goes farther here that's right right <laughs> no, I, i'm all about stimulating the economy and uh and also spend a little extra on on uh on some good things and this is certainly a good uh, thing good. to spend some extra on that's good uh man we are kicking things off here with. The mccallan uh let me tell you something about mccallan uh, this is a, a a very popular brand of scotch and it is if i'm not mistaken considered one of the top like two or three uh like second or third highest selling like single malt scotches out there you know paired with honestly some names i'm I'm not as a fan of to be honest uh like uh glenn fit and uh glenn levitt like not necessarily what i consider my go-to scotches yeah i mean that those
3: are they're they're the top seller is because of the price point. Incredibly, I I like you know Glenn Levitt. I will always always have, but the you know Macallan. This is kind of a, a little step above. McAllen has kind of been seen historically as the Dunhill of the Scotch world. Okay, All you right. know it kind of it, it's it's the old respected name. You know that's revered. It's it's not really the coolest kid on the block, but it's definitely like the most privileged and the wealthiest.
0: There you go. That's actually a good way to say it.
3: Yeah. And actually it goes in. So McAllen
0: is actually a signature drink for a television character that kind of fits that remark actually. yeah. So there's a television show, uh, short, well, I say short lived. I guess they got six seasons when it was all said and done, but, uh, but there was a show called community and it had kind of a cult following. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so the, the one of the main characters of that, it was an ensemble cast, but one of the main characters was a guy named Jeff Winger, who was a, Uh, He was a lawyer who cheated on his Bar exam or never actually graduated (laughs) from law School or something like that so he had to go back to community College to get the remaining credits so he could Go back to being a lawyer yeah and uh, So he always had this kind of air of like You know I'm better than everyone else he could talk His way out of any situation or into any Situation he was kind of that Guy right and uh, whenever You saw him going out to a restaurant uh, Or to a bar or anything like that he Always ordered a McAllen neat That was kind of his go-to Beverage of choice Uh, much as you might consider like ron swanson synonymous with lagavulin had jeff winger the same kind of following that ron swanson have you would know that he was a McAllen neat kind of guy
3: Mm, yeah and and, and mccallan is you know one of those things that has um, it's one of those whiskeys that has an element of sophistication to it. It's very clean, it, relatively complex, but it's just straightforward, you know, for the most part. This is a um, a whiskey that, uh, you know, you, you when you're drinking it, you know you're tasting something that mm-hmm. has had time and effort put into it. But um, like a Dunhill pipe, you know, it doesn't have maybe the... Um, you know the fanciest stem or the most uh uh, dramatic profile or you know styling or anything like that but it's just very very good yeah and and you you know that something uh special has has happened here and today we have the McAllen 12 year old sherry oak cask what they've done uh here you know obviously um all the rage you know with uh uh, different whiskies, particularly different scotches, is, you know, they've taken the, the spirit and then they've finished it up in some other uh, form of, of barrel in order to impart this different kind of flavor. And so from the bottle, uh, the McAllen Sherry Oak 12 year old reveals the unrivaled commitment to the mastery of wood and spirit for which the McAllen has been known since it was established in 1824. When matured exclusively in Oloroso Sherry seasoned oak casks from Jerez, Spain, Our rich, fruity, and full-bodied new-make spirit is transformed into a classic single malt. The Sherry Seasoned Oak Cast delivers a rich and complex single malt characteristic by spice and dried fruit flavors. I really like this. Do you want to um, describe what you're uh, kind of looking at here, Bo? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it is a very simple
0: bottle. You do have kind of the, the gold elements that are kind of around that to try to give you that feeling of like, ooh, gold, special. Luxury. Yeah, luxury, exactly. You do have kind of the the uh, the kind of the tall house logo um, right above the Macallan. Uh, it's got kind of the competing uh, various fonts that you often see, although not to the like crazy hipster uh, capacity that you see on more right. modern brands or anything of that nature. Yeah. Uh, but there is something about like the cursive the before going into Macallan that gives you that sense of, like you said, uh, sophistication, uh, that sense of like, you know, again, oh, we're at the country club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so the bottle communicates what it is and what it is, is, you know, a little bit, a little cut above, but at the same time, not like, you know, uh, you're not, eh, this wasn't like put away with like, you know, uh, for, for a million years and, and, you know, has this kind of like graced down from the heavens or anything. This is just a really good scotch or yeah. at least, so I say we should really kind of toast so we can kind of start stuffing. Mm, like that, right? Well, let's do that. All right. Cheers. Cheers now I should mention this is great um normally when we've been doing this apart yeah I'll typically clink the the two bottles that we have together into the mic right to give that sense that feel as though we were clinking glasses yeah however a plastic Dixie cup doesn't
3: quite have the same.
0: It doesn't. Like the reality is, is that is like the more authentic Squire Select is. It's always in these little yeah. Dixie cups that we're drinking. Yeah, no, that's right.
3: That's right. It, it is the more authentic uh, uh, experience here, and uh, today that is uh, is no different.
0: I love it, man. This is it's a it's a very sweet <laughs> Scotch, very very smooth. Uh, you got a lot of like you know strong uh, fruit notes. You got kind of that apple and kind of the citrusy orange. Kind of like a very sweet orange type of taste. Yeah, Um, toffiness is in there. Uh, I know some people like comment on like there being like elements of vanilla. I never quite pick up on elements of vanilla as mm-hmm. much in honestly, mm-hmm. uh, like even like bourbons that have like a strong vanilla flavor. Mm-hmm. Like I, I sometimes never notice that's there. And when people point it out, it almost ruins it for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even with this, like I don't, I don't personally pick that up, but I do know that some do.
3: Yeah, no, they do. And a lot of folks with this particular one get a, a plummy flavor that you don't mm-hmm. really get in mm-hmm. a lot of scotches. You know, you think about scotch thinks, you know, folks, Immediately, uh, their mind strays towards uh, the the peat uh, mossiness that you might have. You know, with Macallan and and you know some other whiskeys like this, there's more of a plumminess that's very stone fruit rich. Um, you know, kind of earthy, ruddy sweetness that's just very very elegant, not over over the top. It, what's what's nice about this is that you do recognize the sweetness of the sherry. It it, it is there, and, and and it the Macallan Twelve. You're you're paying for this good experience. Obviously, it's not a cheap bottle. I think this goes for about ninety dollars here in in our state. But you know, this is a a whiskey that it's the sweetness is subtle enough for you to appreciate the scotch flavor that's still there. A lot of times with these infused or double oaked whiskeys, you get almost too much. It's almost a flavor bomb of the sherry or the, particularly the ones that are port cask. You know, these are just so sweet over the top, but uh, the McAllen sherry oak cask really, I think, pulls it off nicely. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just enough of the sweetness to keep you interested without you immediately thinking, oh, that's sherry. Like you you can taste (laughs) it, but it's it's not it's not distracting it's it's not distracting from the scotch that's a great way to put it really good i you know obviously it's smooth because it is you know a macallan it's not overly peaty although i think the peat is there more than you would anticipate from most macallans i was actually surprised at the smokiness of the whiskey but but you do get more of that plummy earthy flavor which does have just a little bit of spice on the back end it's really nice so it it is a little peatier than expected though
0: yeah, man. Yep. So, all right. So what do we do? Like, what do we pair this with? Are we going, are we leaning into kind of that sweet flavor? Or are we trying to like, like contradict
3: that a little bit, balance it out? Yeah, I think, I think we're leaning in a little bit, but yeah. we're adding a little bit of strength that might be, might be missing. Of course, it's, it's hard to add to something that's so, um, you know, so good, like a Macallan 12. But the tobacco we're pairing today with it is a blue blood tobacco, just like the McAllen. It's a tobacco that's been around a long time and has a lot of, you know, uh, kind of evokes a lot of uh, feeling of sophistication and, uh, that kind of uh aura about it but anyway we're talking today about peterson royal yacht of course this is a former dunhill blend okay wow yeah yeah yeah, yeah royal huh. yacht of course you hear that and you think uh it's the hamptons or you know whatever it's <laughs> a
0: similar brand communication
3: yeah to be fair. It, there <laughs> is you know it's it's just one of these old blue blood blue chip uh tobaccos that you know has a and a Sense of sophistication and uh, you know mystique about it, and so uh, we kind of go with that. It's a Virginia blend, something that has a a really nice strength to it. Um, you know, the Virginia blends tend to be more kind of medium-bodied. Royal Yacht, it just has a strong flavor to it. It's it's a strong tobacco. You get these uh, lemon and brown Virginias that are in there that are ready-rubbed, but, uh, you know, there's just enough flavoring in there to make it interesting. There's a plum uh, topping that they put on there, which m- most people that smoke Royal Yacht don't consider it necessarily an aromatic, but, you know, I guess technically it, it does does have that that little bit of topping that's there, and it just adds, I think, to the flavor profile. This is going to add to the McAllen 12 without distracting from it, but we're going to add a little bit of strength here, a little more body, something that's going to kind of take the strength up a little bit, add some heat, add some pepper. That's what we have here in the Royal Yacht. So, um, yeah, really good tobacco, formerly a Dunhill blend, but uh, is now marketed under the Peterson brand, and same tobacco. It's still made uh, in the same factory in uh, in Denmark.
0: Yeah. Man, that no, it makes it makes total sense. I mean, I think that sounds like a delicious pairing right there. And mm. as I say, there is something ideal about kind of the they're they're talking to the same folks. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You could almost see like the the, the two being sold together
3: in like a like a box package. And you know Yeah, actually, yeah, it's a good point. The the if that were legal in our state, that <laughs> would it's definitely that not. would definitely happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, it's it's one of those things I think that like there is you know, regardless of how good another product is, there are some people that just are not going to drink something if it's not McAllen. Right. Or they're not going to smoke something if it's not one of these old Dunhill brands or, you know, which is now Peterson. They're just not going to do it. And, you know, that's just, um, McClellan to, to some degree was the same way. You had folks that that's just all they smoked, but, but even Dunhill tobaccos, I think were, were more, it was a brand identity kind of thing. It's like the folks that, You know, drive BMWs and have BMW hats and keychains and jackets and apparel. They're just into that culture. They just like it. They love it, and that's that's their thing. And so, you know, I think the two uh, uh, complement each other pretty nicely. (laughs) But 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 it is a good pairing. I think the nice um, strength that's added to the semi sweetness of the uh, Royal Yacht will go with the uh, Macallan Twelve really nicely, particularly the Sherry Oak. Yeah. Man, it's great pairing. Really uh really
0: excited to uh to continue to enjoy this with the little uh, uh a little little on, on the on the yacht, if you will. Mm. Pinky's <laughs> out. All right, so this next one though, I feel like in terms of uh, you know what we're trying to kind of communicate or who we're talking to, might be a bit of a gear change, but certainly not a quality change.
3: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, th- this one is, um, man, something new for both of us. Actually, both of us have not had this particular whiskey. Uh, this is Old Elk. Bo, do you want to read the back of the uh, the bottle there? Really attractive bottle. I really like this. Go- bottle. Yeah, gorgeous bottle. I mean, I'll just kind of make note of it real quick. So it's uh, you've got at the
0: very top kind of what looks like a. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure this is like a faux, not actually like a. a uh, a log kind of chopped off here, but you almost kind of have like that, a log cross section. Yeah, like of. a branch was like like mm-hmm. you know crammed right into the top. Um, and then you've got you know at the the top the old elk kind of distillery logo with these kind of two elks uh, on flanking either side of what appears to be a barrel that is aflamed with some sort of torch and USA right on the top. There's an all-Americanness that is being communicated instantly when you see this. Now this one, as with the other, does have the Various uh, fonts competing that, again, we do see a lot of
3: times <laughs> in... Uh, in Constantly uh, in the, uh, really in the spirit of, uh, you know, universe. Very yeah.
0: true. And now mm-hmm. this one is more kind of hipster-esque. This is kind of uh, yeah. speaking more towards kind of that bold in your face, all over the place. Here's, you know, here's, here's a, a written signature, and here is kind of the... Uh, you know the 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 flare, the font with the flare, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, there's there's something you know less busy than you might expect, even with all of that going on. Off the back, you said it uh, has at Old Elk. We cra- at Old Elf- Elk, we crafted a remarkably smooth and innovative spirit that transcends tradition. With our four decades of experience, we have influenced the American bourbon landscape more than Old Elk's master distiller Greg Metz. Matisse, yep. Greg Matisse, uh, guided by this skill, Old Elks Bourbon uses four times more malted barley than conventional recipes, creating a rich, smooth flavor in harmony with the caramel cues evoked by charred barrels and spicy notes of rye. Now that just sounds delicious.
3: Mm, I know. Yeah, this is it it. Is beautiful. It's got uh, you know, just a nice warm honey color. Uh, to it and it's something that you know immediately from the nose of this particular whiskey it's just very pleasant 88 proof uh this in our state uh, goes for about 50 dollars a bottle which for the quality of this i think is very reasonable it's a very attractive bottle it's something that you know uh, is not uh, gaudy by any means but just has a very um, handsome feel to it a a, a kind of the apothecary feel but Mm. not maybe if maybe if the apothecary were you know, met the old West kind of thing. Just a uh, really handsome, just a, just a beautiful whiskey.
0: Now I got to talk about the founder of Old Elk real quick here. Uh, Kurt, yeah, Kurt yeah. Richardson. Now this is interesting because in preparation for this episode, I know people are probably shocked to find out that we do preparation for these episodes. I think they probably are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in preparation for this episode, I, w- I was very, very shocked to find that, you know, the founder of this is a man named Kurt Richardson, who is also the founder of a company called Otterbox. Now Otterbox the like, Otterbox. Yeah, no. So you, you you have to understand, like back before, a long time ago, before my kind of career in like broadcasting and podcasting. Yeah, and, you worked and in audio,
3: the in the uh, telecommunications, telecommunications,
0: industry. and like cell phones and that sort of thing. Otterbox. I remember when those uh, cases hit the market around the same time that you know, the iPhone was out, and you had like you know, the androids and everything yeah. were kind of coming into prominence. And you know, people would drop them, and of course, they would shatter like crazy. Otterbox was one of the first cell phone cases. That like was practically indestructible. (laughs) They were made for people like us. Dude, I remember like (laughs) they would come by and uh, and like like you could you could put in, you know, the phone in the Otterbox. You could hurl it across the room like, you know, they would they never want you to do that or anything. Right. Occasionally I would actually do that back when I was in sales just to show people how sturdy those things. I was a Otterbox. I still am an Otterbox loyalist. Well, okay, so that technically that's not true. My most recent phone doesn't have an OtterBox.
3: <laughs> Bo, like, cringes and pulls his phone out, and he's like, dang it. No well, I
0: lot. just remembered that I just <laughs> yeah. got a new phone, and for the first time ever, I'm trying a different case. But right. it makes me super nervous because it is the first yeah, phone this I've This going to be the on one that Otterbox. breaks. Yeah. It probably will. <laughs> and so that's the thing. OtterBox, like, is a premium product that is like, you know, talk about like, like sturdy quality, like, yeah. like that is, that is made not just because it's trying to be all fancy or anything more often than not, it's not that fancy. It makes your phone look like a tank and because it basically
3: is hey, it's clunky and it doesn't fit in your pocket well and all right. these other things but you know it's it you're gonna pay for it number one but number two it works
0: yeah so yeah. this is wild because like I there are few products that I like get behind and like I'm like a like a fan of yeah Go, Goran brothers hats is one I'm a yep. big fan of that yep
3: you're wearing one now
0: but otterbox man otterbox is one of those those brands and I know it's such a niche product because it's specifically like a cell phone case mm-hmm. but I'm telling you it is that good that it's worth taking note of and so when I'm sitting here and I'm reading about about kurt richardson founding uh old elk and then i see that he was also the founder of OtterBox. i was like no the same you're like really and i like i was i was got to be like a different because you know you can have like various companies of the same name that are in completely different industries yeah, sure. uh-huh. uh we got like two different primos one's like a hunting goods and one's like a breakfast place right <laughs> yeah, was, like, <laughs> so i mean like you, you can you can you can have that but no same dude uh also big in philanthropy and investment like a really really fascinating read up i really kind of encourage y'all to check out kurt richardson he's uh been on how i built this if i'm not mistaken as well and uh a fascinating dude so i say all this because i have not yet drunken drinking i've not taken a sip yet of this bourbon any any pre-gaming was completely on the mccallum and and i had not pre-gamed on this at all it's
3: great i've had i've had uh, a few drams of this and they've really thoroughly enjoyed it i think Bo will too well i'm excited for it man shall we cheers 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 clink plastic tink. clink
0: <laughs> ooh wow yeah 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 so you get that sweetness but you also immediately get that heat the and, which is which dissipates that's really mm-hmm. interesting like mm-hmm. you get kind of that rye kick early on but it mm-hmm. doesn't get in the way overall of the bourbon uh it does have kind of a medicinal aftertaste to it but like it's yeah no this is a this is good, yeah. The rye is there, but it doesn't overpower. And like you know, listeners know I, lo- I love rye and bourbon. If you can kind of push the rye a little bit, yeah. make sure that it's present and like makes makes like itself
3: known, I'm yeah. I'm here for it. But I think you nailed it. It it dissipates in a way that um, leaves you kind of wanting more, and so you keep sipping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really
0: really good. And Like it, the sweetness almost like teases the tongue on top of that because mm-hmm. it's not it's. That's it's a really it's an interesting
3: yeah this is a malty, caramelly whiskey that has just the right amount of rye in order to kind of give you a pleasant sting and then and then you know leave you ready for more for right. more it's it's really really good um it, it, I want to read this from their website they have this specific uh, proofing um, patent that they do uh, that's um, it not. Well, I don't know if it's patented or just the name of it is trademarked, but uh, it's a specific type of bourbon or of uh, proofing that they do for this. Uh, from Old Elks website, traditionally the bourbon proofing process takes 24 to 48 hours. However, we choose to do it for significantly longer, weeks instead of days, and in smaller increments to keep the liquid cool when going from barrel to bottling proof. We call this patient technique our slow-cut proofing process, uh, which is used for our flagship bourbon. We see this critical slow-cut proofing step as not only adding to the ideal smooth and rich character of Old Elk, But also demonstrating our ongoing commitment to making the highest quality and smoothest bourbon whiskey without cutting any corners. And so, what's interesting when we talk about proofing—that's you know, you add when it comes out of the barrel, you're adding water to the uh, the liquid in order to reach uh, the certain strength that you're going for. And and that's the that's the whole point of it uh, is the the proof of the whiskey and so at this level what they're doing is they're you know just taking their time with this which allows in their words the ability of the whiskey to retain more of its uh you know initial uh rough edges that it's getting from that uh that barrel and so more of the character that was imparted there is not lost uh, when it goes into the bottle just very very interesting. Um, and, you know, who knows? Obviously, they, you know, believe in this and market around it and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it does make for a very, very good whiskey. Mm-hmm. They say Old Elk uh, includes three quality ingredients mar- malted barley, rye, and corn. By investing in our bourbon and using four times more malted barley than traditional recipes, the bourbon generates sweet, light components. The malted barley combined with spicy, essence of clove from the rye and the traditional rich bourbon character from the corn creates an overall robust taste palette. And so, um, you know, again, caramel, vanilla, yes, but it's just a nice earthy, uh, warm, uh, semi-spicy whiskey. It just is one of those that is a workhorse, I think. It's a um, a whiskey that's very, very flavorful, uh, has just the right amount of heat. Um, you know, you'll get kind of those uh maple-y, uh, notes to it, the odiness that's there that's very, um, very pleasing and, and full, but not overpowering. It, it really is good. Really, yeah. really good. Man, this is, uh, this is I'm, I'm so glad that I like that. I know, right?
0: Because <laughs> so I, I got excited when I, I found out about the founder. And I will say this as kind of one little. Uh, like, you know, last mentioned before we kind of dive into the pairing here, like seeing somebody with his kind of career and as a, as a, you know, starting companies and working in various products that, you know, cell phone cases and bourbon, it is not two products like you could, you can easily see a path from pipe tobacco to bourbon but get those cell phone cases in there. That seems a little, <laughs> little wild. So, I mean, it really, you know, for someone who has had, you know, multiple businesses and many failures, yeah, and sure. like a few successes here and there along the way, like <laughs> it's really nice to be like, yeah, you, you know, know, you can always reinvent yourself. You do not have to tie yourself to one industry. Like it is, it is completely, uh, uh possible to be successful in multiple industries. and, and not have to feel like you're trapped in one. So anyway, I'm just going to say cheers to Kurt. Thank you for this bourbon. And I am really excited to see what John David is going to pair it with.
3: Man, I felt like this was such a straightforward, high-quality whiskey that it needed a uh, tobacco to complement that. Um, and so today we were matching it with Cornell & Deal's Burley Flake Number no. 1. Um, this is a, um, a popular tobacco, been around for a long time. But it's a, a dark burley and red Virginia mixture mm. uh, that has just a dash of Perique. And so uh, we're talking about a full-bodied flake tobacco, something that is uh, earthy and rich. has those uh, stone fruit notes that are uh, similar to what we talked about in the, um, in the Royal Yacht. Although it's not flavored here, this is something that just has a nice natural plumminess to it, which is very uh, appealing. But the Burley here and uh, the Virginias just really pair quite well together, I think. Uh, full-bodied, uh, strong, high nicotine content, just the right amount of bite it basically doubles down on everything that old elk is. Um, We're just kind of, um, you know, kind of, uh, contributing to that, and 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 not trying to compete with it too much here. This is an interesting whiskey. It's complex. It's got uh, those nice caramelly notes, which a, a burley that's properly done is going to feature. You know, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good match. Yeah, man. It sounds like a really, really good. It's an one. old favorite. This is a tobacco that uh you know been around a while, and just very, very good. It's available in two ounce tins and. Uh, of course, Cornell and Deal does a really good job with Burleys. They, um, you know, master Burley users. They, they sneak it in everywhere and, and are just really, really good at it. So highly recommended. It's something that, you know, is pretty readily available. And, um, I think you'll, uh, I think you'll enjoy it if you like a earthy full blend that has a nice full mouthfeel, a relatively pleasant room note, but, um, you know, something that is just really, really rich and full and hearty, hearty smoke.
1: I love it,
0: man. Good stuff. This, yep. I mean, it's it's the kind of uh, bourbon that kind of requires a good hearty smoke to go along with it. It does. I think, it, like as you mentioned, because it does kind of like, it does kind of encourage you to like, you know, keep on sipping. Yeah. So you almost kind of need something to like break that up a little bit. And like, it's almost like you're entranced and you kind of keep on going. You, you need
3: something to kind of break it up. <laughs> from that standpoint you're like, thing. well, I, I I just, I just had a sip, but I want another. I want another. And I want another. I want another. And, <laughs> and I want another. And <laughs> And and if I keep wanting more there there are meetings for this that I can that'll help but, you know, right, but and we don't want to overdo it but <laughs> but at the same time it's uh you know it, it it's something that really does draw you back yeah. for more it's a it's a delicious um you know whiskey it, I will say about the old elk it's not it's not over the top complex no. but it is complex enough to to keep you interested, mm-hmm. so it, you know we've had whiskeys on here before. Matter of fact, the one I got in trouble for last time, the Bob Dylan whiskey uh, that we had. Um, Are you
0: sure it was Bob Dylan that? that, ha- that Shut up. Okay.
3: The, <laughs> <laughs> the Heaven's Door or whatever. You know that that whiskey. It was it was really really good, and you know we had some of that uh, leading up to the. Uh, the show that we did, which we always try and you know try different tobaccos to go with it, but then on the backside, I continued to you know drink this bottle after that show. Realized that the Heaven's Door, it was it was a little a little one dimensional, very good, yeah, but, but it not was, something yeah. that was it, it was, it was almost, not complex. It you was couldn't not say that, yeah, super complex. And it, you know the Old Elk, it's not complex, but it's it's complex enough to you know, to keep you interested, but it's not so much so that it's, it's cute, you know, where folks try to, you know, start to introduce all this, you (laughs) know, these crazy ingredients and we're putting this in this kind of barrel that has nothing to do with this. Right, you know, we think you're going to, it's just a good, straightforward whiskey. I like it. I'm proud of it and think, uh, think you'll enjoy it too. That's right. And
0: I have a feeling if I poured it over my, my Android and threw my Android against the wall right now. It'd probably break because I don't have an OtterBox on, <laughs>
3: on my phone. And now I, I wish, really hope that you don't do that. Yeah, I probably won't. <laughs> uh, but i tell you what I will do, and that's talk about our good friends at Missouri Meershaw. That is right, man. <laughs> Every single episode, we keep coming back for more, and that's because Missouri Meershow makes this show possible. That's right. Uh, go to corncobpipe.com. You can check out plenty of great corncob pipes. And today we're talking about the Great Dane Spool Corncob Pipe. Um, oh, I love that one, dude. It is. It's a piece peanut shaped pipe that's so pretty it's got just a really nice feel in your hand it's very ergonomic and uh, a longer pipe it's got something that um you know just a a nice length that you know will cool the smoke down just generally so uh it comes in a bent and a straight stem very uh very handsome it does accommodate a six millimeter filter and uh again you can get it at corncobpipe.com it retails for only $13.29 and uh go check it out i know you'll be glad you did that's right and
0: hey if you've got one uh, be sure to smoke it this week and take a picture of yourself doing so it's a great way to let our friends at missouri meership
2: know you appreciate them for sponsoring this show
0: Type question of the week. Now, man, this one is coming in from Nathan Clay. Yeah. Uh, I believe I mentioned last week he he, uh, he hooked us up with some different uh, different questions and, and that sort of thing, and possibly some ideas for future episodes as well. Okay. Uh, in fact, you know, it may even, I may even tap into that here in, uh, later on in the show as well. But here's his question. He said, uh, in the interest of making our already particular and demanding hobby even more particular <laughs> and demanding, I was wondering how one would go about growing processing and blending their own pipe tobacco. (laughs) Having dug around the internet, I have come across articles about growing and preparing cigars and cigar leaf, but nothing about pipe tobacco. Is there a difference in how tobacco leaves are processed for pipe consumption? Uh, What would I need to go from seed to bowl as mildly bored pandemic pipe puffer? How might I go about adding some true Texas Terrier tobacco into his smoking rotation. Okay. Give All right. So let me wow. let me let me pitch this. He's a glutton
3: for punishment. Well.
0: <laughs> so what I love about this, this is a great it's a great question and it's it's almost a question that demands an episode unto itself, like seed to bowl or something of that, like ground yeah. to bowl or something of that nature. Yeah. So I, I'm going to challenge you, okay, John David, to give us the cliff notes on how we would grow our own pipe tobacco. Can I say that you used to have? Pipe tobacco leaves growing out in front of the shop. Yeah, is that, is that okay to say? Yeah, that's
3: fair. We had we. It's currently hanging. It's hanging uh, over the shop. Hanging in the uh from the ceiling in inside our existing shop. Right, that's right.
0: But is it? It's not illegal in Mississippi to grow pipe tobacco for an ornamental.
3: Oh or- look, shiny red ball. <laughs> <laughs> squirrel <laughs> squirrel let's
0: talk about something else yeah we don't we're not lawyers and uh yes yes yeah growing so pipe tobacco so
3: grow pipe tobacco <laughs> the type of tobacco actually that is is the strain of burley that is used for perique um, in in saint uh, james Parish, yeah, louisiana. louisiana so interesting but yeah I, I, again uh shiny red ball squirrel uh, uh, the, <laughs> right so the i don't allegedly know. allegedly allegedly that's that's the word. That's what we, allegedly that's is what
0: I meant to say about everything.
3: Um, I don't know much about growing uh, pipe tobacco, to be honest with you. Allegedly, I, the uh, allegedly <laughs> growing pipe tobacco. <laughs> allegedly, um, you know, it, man, it, you know, Nathan, you strike me as the kind of person that wants to. I'm going to grow my own tobacco. And then I'm going to cure my own tobacco, and I'm going to process my own tobacco, and flavor my own tobacco. And then I'm going to carve a pipe, and it's going to be from a heath tree that right. I grew. Right. And then I harvested the burl, and then I cured I coddled, the burl. I coddled the seedlings of the heath tree. I, I did. I, I whispered to them as it grew, and yes. uh, and and watered them every night, and um and and then I, I carved the uh you know pipe 100 percent by hand. And then you uh maybe you also extracted from the earth the sulfur that it would take to uh, you know, to make the mouthpiece for the ebonite stem. <laughs> I mean, it, man, you, you want to you get involved in all the parts of the process, which is great. I'm not an expert in growing pipe tobacco, and so I can't tell you anything about that. I do know it is very, allegedly, it, I do know that it's very labor intensive. It's very time intensive. Um, it does have, you know, it does have some similar characteristics to the cigar tobacco that's mm. out there. So you will see uh, some commonalities there. I mean, how they let the leaves um, sweat, they have to re-moisturize the leaves. They let them put them in, um, you know, certain, uh, you know, the, the barns in order to let them hang and air cure. Of course, you know, with tobacco, you have a lot of flu cured, uh, leaf and fire cured leaf, which gives it a different characteristic. But a- anyway, I, there's just a lot there that I'm, I'm not educated on and, and, and leave that to the, you know, the growers to be educated on because there's so many talented people there that, um, that are uh, more aware of that. But if you uh, wanted to blend your own tobacco, it is something you can do. You know, these are uh, things that folks do. They uh, allegedly grow their own tobacco and allegedly, uh, you know, will, uh, you know, use the, uh, you know, curing process in their backyard or Um, You know, whatever, you can make your own Cavendish by steaming it. You can flavor your own tobacco with different extracts and products. Allegedly. uh, You know, a favorite with a lot of home blenders is apple cider vinegar. It's Mm -hmm. something that is uh, some, you know, can be fun to use. And so... Um, anyway, uh, yeah, d- you know, do your research there. I'm not a big, uh, helper when it comes to growing pipe tobacco, allegedly, but allegedly growing pipe tobacco, but Bo's trying to keep me out of jail. I'm trying to keep us both out of that's jail. It, that, that's all it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, good luck on your endeavors. And yeah, I, I'm actually not familiar with this Texas terrier, terrier tobacco. I'm not, I'm actually not aware of what that is. So okay. the first I've ever heard of that. Yeah. Man, good luck.
0: Yeah. Allegedly. That's and, right. And if you've got a pipe question for us, thanks so much for that one, uh, Nathan. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, send it into the show. That's show at radio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com Quick, Quick fire
2: with the squire.
0: squire. Quick fire question. Ow. All right, man. Quick fire questions. Strange places to live, or maybe not. Maybe not strange and what? maybe not live. I don't know. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Would you rather live in a treehouse or a boathouse?
3: Treehouse.
0: I feel like the reason I wouldn't want to live on a boathouse is because it would rock back and forth, but that's technically true of a treehouse.
3: Is a boathouse different from a houseboat? I don't know. Same thing, right? Okay. I, 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 I'm thinking they're the same thing. I'd okay. still rather live in a treehouse. I like
0: the yeah. boat. I like the concept of living on the water because you could fish. You always got something to do. And it could provide you food. Never thought I'd be on a boat. <laughs> right, uh, and it's then a also big blue watery road. Typically, this is you. You, we've been drinking, haven't we? Poseidon. I'm- <laughs> Can look at me. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, next. <laughs> that's all you get, fans. Wow, that's yep. amazing. That just happened. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go boathouse. I'm going to go boathouse because, like I said, I can fish, and you can also travel. It's functional. Okay. I, I, yeah. I like that. I'm going to be up there with the elves. Yeah, you, you go out there with the elves. Underwater or uh, mountaintop? So either living under the sea okay. or up in the mountains? Yeah,
3: so, uh, I'm going to go with underwater. So uh, one of those, you know, you'll, you'll be you know on Instagram or something just wasting time on oh, your phone okay yeah mm-hmm. and one it always happens and maybe it's just because i research these travel places because mm. i get bored and i'm like i wonder what it would be like to be in you know uh, <laughs> to <don't> travel know. <laughs> yeah to to not be here <laughs> right. imagine that yeah and so you know but I, I i think some of the most captivating images i've ever seen are these hotel rooms that are like in the maldives right. or you know places like that that you know, that are literally underwater that, that, that they've, you know, you, you imagine go, taking a boat to a uh, cottage that's sitting in the middle of um, a lagoon and then you enter into the cottage that's, you know, le- sea level. But then in the middle of that, you, you you go downstairs up underneath the, the level of the ocean and, and your hotel room is, you know, it, 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 or next to fishes and coral yeah. and everything else. You know, I, I see those photos of that kind of thing and I'm like, I got to do that. I, I I just, at some point, it's kind of a bucket list thing at this point. Like, yeah. I just, I just, I just want to do that. I so mean, so keep your mountaintop. I'll, I'll live under the water.
0: Yeah. Under the sea. I would be fine with that for like a one-time thing. Like, I mean, like I've seen those pictures too. It's it's very, it's like Instagram gold, right? Like it's yeah. just, it looks cool. But I think, I don't know, you know, if, if you get like a crack in the wall, then.
3: Oh, you're screwed. You're going to die. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> So, but on a mountain top, you know, you think it, depending on the mountain, it's on one of mountain. those things where you know are you are you're gonna you know need oxygen tanks up there. Yes, because true, I, I don't know. I just um, I'd rather be I'd rather be under water. Yeah, I
0: like the mountains, man. Beautiful views, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go mountain. You 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 take your your under the water under the sea <laughs> living. Uh, okay, this is interesting. Hidden within a national monument, or high atop a building in a big city with your name on it. What? All right. So hidden within a national monument. Yeah. Okay. Or high atop a building in a big city with your name on with it. With my name on it. Right. Gosh. So you're, you're either hidden behind See, something that's prominent for somebody else or you're like yeah. on this like pillar of your own, you know, achievement.
3: Yeah. I guess I'd rather be in the monument because I, you know, I'm just too, I, I, I'm a little too introverted for living in a building that's got my name on it. <laughs> In in the penthouse. So that
0: everybody knows exactly where you are. (laughs) Yeah, like this is
3: mine. I did it. I live here uh, at all times, and people like have, you know, telescopes pointed at your windows trying to get a peek. I I just, I don't want any part of that. Yeah, I'd rather be hidden within the National Monument, uh, a monument to someone else with maybe a a, a small suite of apartments, you know, behind the, uh, I don't know, the Jefferson Memorial or something.
0: (laughs) Uh, 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 York Plaza, baby. Yeah,
3: you, you want you want it gilded.
0: Give you me want that it. Scott, not gilded. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I refute that. Stone lions <laughs> like, and everything else. Absolutely not. But I would love you know big. Give me a big building. Put York on it and uh, York you know, Plaza, high rise York Plaza. Okay, It'd be great. That's that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd much rather go for that. I'm more of in, in the city, city living. Fair enough. Uh, although you know, it's it's all you know like. Like the Mount Rushmore type deal, you like fly into somebody's ear, and that's how you get to your like. That's that's
3: that's super villain territory. That is, man. That is. Yep.
0: (laughs) All right, Uh, and then finally, this is great. Would you rather live live in the country squire shop or in a country
3: squire station wagon down by the river? Wow, wow. Um, I don't know who came up with these questions, but this is awesome. You're welcome. Um. Oh, thanks, Bo. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I would. I ooh. I basically already live uh-huh. in the country squire shop. <laughs> See, that's the, that's the problem with this question is I'm like, oh, it'd be fun to live in my shop because you'd be surrounded by pipe tobacco and fun people. And what's that like? And 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 it's like, oh, wait, that that's that's currently life. This like is I, as your life, I go home occasionally to sleep and you know play with my daughter, but you know other than that, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I'm you know I'm gonna mix it up and I'm gonna go with the uh, country squire station wagon. Um, down by the river because you're in a you, you know you can move the station wagon you're around it's it, it is a country squire station wagon so it's roomy it might have that you know seat package that it had specially made for it with the crazy wraparound yeah. couch in the back yeah. and all that kind of stuff and and you know you, and you're down by the river so you can uh, you know go catch your fish and stuff and then uh, you know roast them on an open fire there by the end of your open hatchback uh, um, I I, th- I think that sounds great.
0: Plus you have plenty of time to smoke your pipe when you're living in a then down by the river <laughs>
3: oh bazinga rest in <laughs> rest in peace yeah oh
0: man yeah yes sir yes sir hey that's that's a chris farley reference on a squire select episode right there there like, it is man. yep it's beautiful well hey that's uh quick fire questions if you've got some quick fire questions for oh i didn't answer uh yeah, yeah van dialed by the river uh no i'm just kidding i would live in the, no i'm gonna live in that van down by the river yeah there's too many characters that come to the country squire i love it, like 80 percent of them but Hey, but that 20%, twenty that 20%, percent—that twenty percent—that's rough, that's man. There's a,
3: there's some you know, it's, it's some fruits and nuts. And in, in, everybody
0: in there. listening to this show is in the eighty percent. No, they're in the eighty percent. That y'all are in the eighty percent.
3: Yeah. But that 20%, though. Yeah, except maybe one or two. kind of crazy. All
0: right, hey. Oh, man. uh, uh, If you've got quick-fire questions for us, be sure to send it in the show. That's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. And, hey, while you're at it, if you'd like to keep up with us throughout the week, you can do so. At Squire Radio is the show's handle on Twitter. You can follow John David Cole at John David Cole. You can follow the show's handle at underscore CountrySquire.com. All that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Yeah, we've been drinking. I love Squire's elect episode. I'm for it. And frankly, I needed it. Yes. Of course, everything that is said was under the influence and only allegedly stated on this episode. Right. Yeah. So I should also, I want to restate that. (laughs) So the only thing that we said while sober was when we said allegedly. Not perfectly sober. Allegedly. (laughs)
3: Let's go have a night. Let's go have a night. See your brother.